And by the way, I checked out your mixtape, and it's great. I know, it's fire, right? <laughs> but, uh... Get to the point. Point being, we're gonna work down it. We take what we want and leave the rest. All culminating in me releasing my summer playlist. Great compilation tape. You could tell a lot about a person by what's on their playlist. So, um, what are you listening to? Uh, music. But tell me, do you enjoy music? What kind of music do you usually have here? There's a genre. Neutral. So, do you like stuff? Hey, this is Ducky here to welcome you to Genre Neutral, the only podcast dedicated to prospecting gems from the vast and mystical frontier we call music. From Brooklyn bass to Afro-punk, we absorb sound and reverberate only the dopest. Back to you, the listener. Bass Rev is here today with the Neutral Crew to discuss his hip-hop experience. Old Man Anthony, why don't you kick us off? So are you from Washington? Uh, not originally, no. Where are you from? from? Uh, Louisiana. Ah, Louisiana. What brought you to Washington? Military. Military. Oh, oh interesting. Fort Lewis. Yeah. Oh, you're... Family was in the military. Yeah, my pops. You weren't in the military. Oh, your pops was. Okay. Oh, hell no. Uh Uh-uh. Okay. I cannot. I I play football. That's about as militant as I get. Fuck that. All right. So so anyone from Louisiana in particular or like Southern rappers in general uh, influence you? Anyone? Hell yeah. Um, So I grew up during the Master P and Cash Money era. Yeah. Called Toilets. Called Toilets. and that was home. Like, I mean, those were hometown heroes. Uh, uh, Lil Kiki, uh, Southside, uh, Big Timers, Wo Kimosabi, all that shit. Um, Birdman. Birdman's from there, right? Oh, yeah. He's from yeah. Birdman, yeah. But see, this is, this is, this is where um, I was super influenced by um, pre-Carter, Lil, Lil Wayne. So, Hot Boys. Hot Boys. Yeah, so, like, the Wayne I like is Block is Hot, Lights Out. Yeah. And then um, you're talking my language. Uh, That's the actually Wayne. the Lil Wayne I only like. I don't really yeah. like latest well, Lil see, Wayne. I love that old shit, dude. <laughs> but see, this is a thing though. It's like people don't even understand. Like before the Carter came out, he had a totally different rap style. Like he reinvented himself with the Carter. And like Carter one, two, and three are like still really good albums. But then like three to now is where he got kind of commercialized and started trying to skateboard and shit. And, yeah. You know. But one thing people don't understand um, about Wayne, uh, his first album, Block Is Hot, that whole album, he didn't curse once. He only cursed one song. Really? And it's because he couldn't contractually because he was only 15. Really? That is that little yeah. back. Well done. Yeah. How does so, that work? Because that tomorrow. Hold on. I gotta see how old Macaulay Culkin was in Good Son. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Because that's yo, you don't remember back in the day when Macaulay well, maybe I'm old, but Macaulay Culkin, the Good Son, when that came out, because he just did Home Alone, he did the Good Son, and in the Good Son he says fuck. And that yeah, was like so, that was huge, bro, for Macaulay Culkin to say that. And he's like he's like 13, 14 years old. But the Lil Wayne didn't curse, he doesn't curse on I mean, he drops the end bomb, right? But he doesn't use profane language until Lights Out, his second album, because he was 18. 
but Will Smith ask right there. <laughs> but if you listen, if you listen to all his features back back when it was like when Juvenile was the shit, because yeah. that that was the man, right? If you listen to all his features on all those albums, he doesn't curse. And then if Block is Hot, he has one song. He literally says, I don't curse, but in this verse, man, fuck the world. Also, nice. father to that song, yeah. little girl. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why he was my idol, because like I related to that shit. So I was so young, I couldn't repeat the words. But I could bump Lil Wayne. And you know, I used to that was kind of my my pitch to mom to go get the album was like, hey, he doesn't curse though. Like out of all of them, he doesn't curse. Interesting. And then I got lights out for Christmas and everything changed. <laughs> <laughs> the Carter was like, all right, this is Wayne's world. Like this is when he, this is that album, the Carter, the first Carter is when he made the statement, best rapper alive since the greatest rapper retired. And that's when he got, he went for being the greatest rapper versus just being this dope dude. And that's in this collective. Yeah, it was like his branch out. Interesting. He's claiming. So I remember Go DJ. I remember Go. Yeah. DJ. So right. that that one is the one with bottom of the map. See, I thought it was the scissor. I thought he just started sipping the lean, and then the Carter came out, and then it changed everything. <laughs> nah, I mean he was he started doing that shit when he started dropping all those mixtapes, uh, and he was wrapping his ass off on all those mixtapes because he. Like, you can't tell the story. This is why he would be, like, if hip-hop had a Hall of Fame, this is why he would be in it. Because you can't tell the story of, like, 90, say, 99 to, like, 2010 without mentioning Lil Wayne. Like, you cannot tell the story of hip-hop without saying his That's name. a good point. Solid. Let's get into some of these other questions about Seattle rap specifically. So you... How, so you said you kind of not into Seattle rap as big or in the scene anymore, but you were pretty hard back. Uh... Yeah, so I was in, you know, the damn engineer career, you know, had to had to get oh, some bread. Wait, wait a second, hold on, wait a second, wait a second. Let's just start from the beginning. Okay. Reggie, can you just give us a little backstory? Uh, I've been rapping to myself since I was like seven. Um, I rap to and from work every day or to and from dropping my kids off every day like i don't i don't have like this crazy catalog but i freestyle probably once or twice a day um just on the regular and it's just something that i just do um not not to be i don't know famous it's just like escapism like some people write in journals some people talk to therapists i just fucking rap that's, draw. that's just what I do. Yeah, some people draw. Do you write people. it down every time, or you just it just no. Goes your head? I just go off my head. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, used to do that. Then I started doing it at recess. You know, people have little ciphers. I would jump in at recess. Then in like junior high, when Eminem got big, and like uh, Eight Mile got big, everybody wanted to battle. So I started battle rapping. I did that for a while, and then through high school. Um, me and my buddy Sid, which y'all should check him out too. He was also he was a DJ, best man at my wedding. Sid Vicious. Um, Google search Sleep Steady, the Asian cat. I grew up with him, so we started rapping together in junior high. This is in Washington, so I came to Washington in two thousand. In two thousand, and I was like, I was like ten, so I've been up here for a minute. Yeah, and uh, you know. I played a hell of sports in high school, so I would always rap in the back of the bus to and from the game. In high school, I got on with Sid. We started doing shows. We did some shows with this group, this band called The Jury. 
they had a deal in their high school. They were like, our, you know, every high school has that one good band, like that's gonna make it. That was our band and we did songs with them. Um, we were like covering Rem DMC and then we did like two original songs in high school. And then in college, when I got to college, that's when I started, like I recorded some shit in high school. Like if you can find a MySpace, I got like the old MySpace music page. I'm like 16. I can't even log in my old one. I don't even know. Yeah, where. right? Um, <laughs> my top page's still there. In college is when it kind of picked up into something else because I would be rapping at parties, you know, going to parties now. And oh, yeah. Rapping at parties. And people are like, damn, you know, you should do this shit. And I'm like, uh, it's kind of like a, a me thing. Like, it's cool that y'all enjoy it. Yeah. But it's like, if you were to say, hey, man, we should go talk to your therapist together. It's like, nah, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you know? Um, but people can't fucking hit, like, dude, do a song, do a song. So I fucking did some songs. And then my homie Brandon, who is Opus, the dude with the really deep voice, um, he is like my brother. We grew up, like, he's basically my brother. And he was like, hey, come to Writer Circle. I was like, all right, went to Writer Circle. And then, um, yeah, one thing led to another. We recorded that one song. We we're like, hey, we should just fucking make an album. So we made an album. And then I actually recorded a full album with Breakville and Wolf Tone, but it never, I never released it. And the reason why I didn't release it is because I recorded it in a studio called, um, what was it called? Um, down South Seattle um, Pyramid. It was called Pyramid Studios. And uh, that's where, um, rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. that's where he would go record when he was in town. Oh, um, right on. So I was bumping shoulders with a lot of those people, right? And uh, I don't know what happened. Somehow, a lot of people that ran that studio got arrested. I wasn't involved, but <laughs> <laughs> shit went down and basically lost lost that album. I ended up re-recording it later, but the studio quality, like to me, wasn't the same. And yeah. it, it just lost its, I don't know, it just lost like the touch. The charm. Yeah, yeah it lost yeah. it. Had a bad juju on it now. Yeah, so I, I didn't feel right releasing it. Um, so I never released it. Um, um, fast forward about two years ago, Sid got a studio in Seattle. I went there, recorded a little bit. So I just do it for me, man. I just do it for me. Basically, I just been wanting to get back to just working with Wolf because, like, me and him, it's like on some real shit. It's like there's no superficial shit. Like every time I do it, people get like five steps ahead of me, and they want to like do all these shows and do all these videos and like. You know, there was a point where I was like wearing clothes on stage that were like by other companies, like trying to promote their brand. Oh, oh yeah. Put it, put it like this. I was supposed to do um, an album with Keyboard Kid. If y'all don't know who Keyboard Kid is, that is the, pro that's right, the producer. You know, so far, I got Sleep Study on a tab. Yeah. I got Wolf Tone yeah. on a tab. Now what are we doing? Keyboard Kid is the producer Keyboard for Kid. Lil B. Bass Lil God. B? Little Bass God? Yeah. Oh, and he, nice. And he was the producer out of Pyramid Studios. And uh, he he really liked my shit. So how we got into Pyramid 
we went to this, uh, I used to go to shows all the time in Seattle, and just like random gatherings, right? There's a white dude too? Wow, a lot of white people. And then uh, <laughs> Wolf, like, Wolf was like, hey, let's go to this this uh, this party that Ricky Snow. So Ricky Snow is another dude. Um, I was like, all right, cool. Guy, yeah. He's black. No. Yeah, he's big and black. No, he is. He's big, black, he's got a bunch of tattoos. It looks like fucking Kevin Gates, but he's the nicest dude I ever met, right? But he, he will- Kevin Gates of the Northwest. Kevin Gates is scary looking, yo. <laughs> yeah. I, would, yeah. I would not want to be in jail with Kevin Gates. And well, the way he talks, no well, thank you. It, check this out. I think Kevin, Kevin Gates, Gates wants to be in jail with Bro, Kevin he's Gates. scary, yo. Kevin Gates is from my hometown, by the way. Well, really? that's scary, bro. He's yeah. scary. I so never want to go to your hometown, homie. Sorry. Check, check this that out. scary. So we're we're at we're at this we're at this uh, this party, and it's like an industry party. So there's like a lot of fucking producers and like I don't want to use the term wannabes, but a lot of people who you know think they're really nice, but they're like they're the flashy the flashy rapper, you know, they want to flaunt and da da da, and I'm here yeah. for the music, right? Diddy, I'm just, yeah. I'm just here for the music, and, you know, Keyboard Kid is spinning some beats, I'm like, oh, that's fire, and I wasn't really feeling the scene, because everybody there is, like, trying to get on some bitches, or trying to, like, get on, you know, just that shit, and I'm just like, I'm not here for that. And I'm like, yo, Wolf, let's just go in the corner and freestyle. So we went in the corner and freestyle, and then somebody overheard us, and they're like, oh, you gotta come to the studio. I'm like, I do? I'm like, she's like, you gotta come right now. I'm like, okay. So we went and yeah, that, we recorded Spoke Unheard in that studio. And then uh, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'm, I'm down. But then like, I don't know, man. It just got out of hand. Like I, one night we were there, I would just pull up and just kick it. Cause we got like that tight with them, right? And uh, I'm just kicking it, whatever. And we started freestyling, and then like somewhere in the cipher, man. I mean, this is like a damn near a party. Like, there's just people are just packed in the studio, and uh, people are sipping lean, and smoking the air, and all that shit. And one person's rapping, and the fucking gun falls out. I'm like, yo, in the studio? What the fuck? In the studio, bro. I'm like, look, Wolf. I don't know if we can kick it there no more, man. Like. Yeah. I'm not trying to catch a charge just for being affiliated. I'm not really with that shit, you know? Yeah, I got a lot of, there's a lot of stories. I, I was a bouncer at a nightclub for like- In Seattle? Months. Yeah, at Aston, Man Aston Manor on First Ave. Yeah, so I was working at this nightclub. Um, so I used to do that and then I would go to the studio. I would go to work at Google, then I would go to the studio and then I would go work at the nightclub. And then I would get like two, three hours of sleep. And I did that for like six months, four or five months, and I crashed my car on four or five. Uh, after all, after just not yeah. sleeping and shit. Yeah. yeah, and that was like the wake, the biggest fucking wake up call. And then at that time, I had just met- How old my, are you? 30. 30. 30. Yeah, so at that time, I had just met my now wife. So this is like, my girlfriend, like the new girlfriend, like the new new girlfriend. Just crashed my car. It just crashed my car. Just crashed my car. Broke as fuck. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And so then that's when I got serious about like, well, you got this fucking college degree. It's time to fucking use it. So and wait, wait, how did you, What? so what got you, what was your college degree? Environmental science. Uh, well, that's a long story. Um, <laughs> a so friend? I went to, <laughs> I'm a guessing a friend or something? 
No, I went to school on a football scholarship. So before music, I was going to the NFL. That was like first thing. Man, you um, have you have like all these like yeah, I'm going well there, I'm going there. Yeah, um, I was well, like, I'm going to Carl's Jr. Clearly. <laughs> well, I mean, when you when your family is from where I'm from, you got to aim high just to get somewhere. So. I hear you. Right. And my mom and my dad didn't play that shit. You know, my dad wasn't fighting wars so I could fucking have a 2.6 GPA. Nah. Oh, my mom wasn't working night shifts as a as a registered nurse so I could fuck around and get a chart. Nah. See, my, my parents, they had their own business. They had their own store. And I worked for my, my parents my whole life. See? My mm-hmm. parents were, it wasn't about education. It wasn't about any of that because they didn't, they had a business. They, they were making money that way. They didn't need it. Mm-hmm. And we were doing good, so it was like, well, fuck, it's working kind of thing. So it's interesting for to come from a place like that to hear that to be like, oh no, they were like, fuck yeah, you know, I worked my ass off to be a nurse, I worked my ass off to do this, you are too, yeah. you know. My parents, yeah. it was we worked and then went home, and I I could do whatever the fuck I want. Well, here's great. the thing, my mom was like, look, you want to play sports, that's cool, but you gotta have in grades, or you're not playing. If you want to rap, that's fine, but you're not rapper without no grades like facts. Nice. yeah like what like when i got serious about the rap shit was 20 like around 2011 2012 when i was like all right i'm gonna just fucking do it i'm just fucking do it see where i go and i told my parents that and they were just like mm-hmm yep but you still going to still going to google tomorrow so i took my ass to google and that's why i wasn't sleeping because i had to see yeah. fucking work um but then that's kind of like you know, I got a girlfriend, and she, you know, she was a she was a mom already. So then, you know, life, you know, responsibilities. Got a, yeah, got a daughter, and then it's like, all right, you know, I gotta make some bread. You gotta, you know, put a roof over our head and all that yeah. shit. And, you know, one thing led to another. I ended up at Russian, bumping to Anton, and that's it. Sweet, and now we're here. I now love it here. My story isn't told in mainstream america like all you're gonna hear about is the dude who didn't have a mom or the dude that didn't have a dad that was selling drugs and all this other shit but you don't hear about the scene you don't hear about the parents who were in the fucking neighborhood who made something of themselves and had children and parented the fuck out of their children you don't hear that story and I, there's a shit ton of us, bro. There, there's uh, well, coming to Seattle, I see that. I see the splot, the splashes of like, oh shit, like, you know, you know, the, they, they, they made it, they made it, they made it. Um, and even with everything going on now, I see that the big change, the big change. But also, I can see that I was allowed to grow up this way. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I have a lot of friends. I, you know, it's like it, nobody hated on me for being. My, a lot of my family did. I was I was the black sheep for sure in my family. All my all my home my cousins stuff were all gangsters and shit. They all mm-hmm. lived in, in L.A. and I lived in Orange County, so I was like, I was surrounded. I've always been surrounded by white culture. I, I'm a white mm-hmm. for sure, you know. Mm-hmm. So, no, you know me even just me being alive is, is proof that it, it's there's a lot of people out there more. But it's just crazy to see more and more and meeting more and more. And it's just like, yeah. oh shit, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I definitely have some of those same stories like an album that I, that like fucking hit home for me was good kid mad city like oh. all the songs when he's like i don't even do this shit but i'm with the homies that was me like i'm like not i'm not about to fight i'm not about to get into some shit 
But if I'm with my homies and they get into some shit, I'm not about to just leave them. Like, that's not going to happen. So if, you know, there was a time, especially I had some of that anger, but from a different place. Like a lot of people grow up because their dads are deadbeats or whatever, and, and they don't see them. And so they grow up with this angry, this anger, like, well, well I never had pops around, so fuck it. Well, I had that same thing because my pops was always gone. He was in Bosnia, Doing he was same. in Korea, he was in fucking Afghanistan, he was in Iraq, he was in Haiti. And he would be gone for like nine months to a year. Mom's at the house. Mom's is always working. So it's just me and my brother and sister were like trying to trying to do what we do, like grow up together. And so when I got friends that are like, yo, I'll ride with you, all right, that's that's some shit that I don't really have. So I'm gonna fucking ride with you. Have one tattoo. And that tattoo was shared by two other people. And that's it. That like I don't have a shit ton of tattoos. I don't you're not seeking to get more tattoos. No, but I do have one, and it, it's it's on my fucking chest, and it, it says, um, "Blood makes you related, but loyalty makes you family," and that's like what I fucking mm. stand by. And uh, yeah, and my friends, like these are real fucking friends. They got into some shit that I wasn't down with. Like I was like, "Is that school?" I came home. I'm like, "Oh, we carry guns now. Fuck that. Y'all gotta look when y'all get y'all shit straight. Holler at me." And they knew what that meant. They knew, like, all right, Reggie's in school. He's not trying to fuck it up. And we're not going to fuck it up for him. And, and that, like, was, if, that killed respect to do that way. Yeah, if they were real fucking, if they were real friends, they would have been like, cool. And they were. They left me alone. You know, fast forward. You got kids. You're grown. You're on your good shit now. Yep. All right, we can link up. But back then, nah, man. Nah. Well, how did you come up with base rev? Good fucking question. Uh... <laughs> You seen Django? Yeah. Ah, yeah. You never heard the name Bass Reeves? Vaguely, yeah. Uh, it sounds familiar. So Bass Reeves Wait. was a slave who would always run away. Oh, yeah. Would send Samuel people, Jackson. Yeah, they yeah. would send people to go get him. Yeah. But when they would send people to go get him, they never came back. So they, he was a slave that they couldn't catch. He was like the he was like one of the first true like gunslingers, right? Yeah. And he hid out with Native Americans, and so he learned, you know, how to maneuver in nature, like how they maneuver in nature. Yeah. Like, you know how we got fucked up in, you know, the Revolutionary War, fucking around with Native Americans that know the land, like. We, he learned that shit too. He got to a point to where he was so damn deadly that instead, you know, I'm gonna just put it on French Street. You know, white people can't admit, but you know, they can't just lose, right? So what they did was they deputized him and he became a bounty hunter. So they made him, they made him part of them? Yeah, so he became a bounty hunter and it got to the point where even if you, like, you could be, like, Bonnie and Clyde. You could be, like, the baddest motherfucker ever, right? And you get that fucking water coaster thrown up, and you hear Bass Reeves coming, they would turn themselves in. <laughs> like, they don't want no smoke. No smoke. I don't want none of the smoke. None yeah. of that. Um, he even, uh, he even, um, he was, like, a personal bodyguard, I think, for uh, USS Grant. Anyway, that, that, that fucking... That story is like how I want to rap. 
I want to rap in a way that one, I'm gonna be free regardless of what the fuck you say. If you bring them over here, I'm gonna send them back in the work way worse than the way they came. That's how I, that's how I treat beats. And two, you know, black black of the berry sweeter to juice, man. And, <laughs> and I, I, I like it. I, I I thought about it and I was like, you know, bass reads it's kind of hard to to like rhyme. It's kind of hard to like put, feel that in rhyme. So like a lot of times you just hear me say bass. Like I'll just say bass. I don't want to say the rap part. But I had to leave the 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 weave i had to leave the weave on there because if it's just bass that sounds kind of like oh he just likes bass but it's like yeah. no it's, it's deeper than that it's way deeper than that well and yeah so it's like you know i you hear it in some songs i say revving up the bass so it's like always going back to that which is like you know my roots like that's that story there's a lot of fucking nat turners that we never heard about you know there's a lot of fucking people that didn't just do what Master said, and that's that's fucking me. That's that's why we're here. Yeah, my style is influenced by like five rappers for sure, without a doubt. Definitely show us those five rappers. If any artist says they are influenced by another artist, I highly doubt it because that's not how art works. Like it, it, a lot of it comes from within, but it can't it, like it started somewhere before you. Like there's very few. Salvador Dali's. Those are like, you know, okay, yeah, nobody painted that shit before you, bro, for sure. Like, you're the original. But for a lot of other people, you know, it's kind of hard to just like, like, get it out there. But I made my own style, but my style comes from a little bit of Talib Kweli, Andre 3000, Early Little Wayne, Lupe Fiasco, and a touch, a touch of DMX. Nice. <laughs> I, I, can, I can see the peppering of the yeah. X. Yeah, I see the DMX. Oh, there's a lot of, um, another two artists that are as mainstream as those five I mentioned that definitely played a part, like later, like as I got older, are Mr. Lift and POS, too. Mr. Nice. Lift, I'm glad you mentioned him. Yes, yeah. East Coast. If I hear a beat and how I approach it probably has something to do with one of those seven artists that I've heard in the, in the past. But I don't, I don't mimic that shit though. If that makes sense, it just kind of yeah. comes out because I listen to them so often. And sometimes if I if I even think it like, man, does this sound like biting? I may, I may flip it. Outside of <laughs> hip hop, are there any other genres of music or artists that you like draw inspiration from? I love. Um, Wow, Rage Against the Machine. I can't believe I was doing that right. shit. Yeah. Um, totally. Rage Against the Machine. I like Red Hot Chili Peppers. I like. Perfect. Uh, I like. Let's see. I'm DC Boys. Um, Don't get us started. Hey, <laughs> I was I was pretty into um, <laughs> fucking. I, I mean, I'm into a lot of shit. I'm into um, like certain types of like house music. I listen to. Man, I listen to some pop shit on on the real, like fucking Dua Lipa. I like Dua Lipa. Um, oh, all right. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not bad. No, I, I, I mean, like her a lot personally. Yeah, I, I listen to um, Twenty One Pilots. You like Twenty One Pilots at all? I like Twenty One. Yeah, Pilots. they're cool. Yeah, they're cool. Um, yeah, I don't. Know. I just listen to music, man. If it's good, I listen to it. I don't. 
I don't. You don't. Jam. I mean, yeah. my library is probably all fucking hip hop, but that's not like all I listen to. Like, yeah. I definitely like dip off. And Do you? Yeah. Do you ever go through like phases though? Like, you're just only punk rock or? Yeah. Um. Like, whenever Wolf drops a Lindsay's album, I'm like, or Lindsay's comes out with an album, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna bump this shit for a little bit. Uh, cool. So explain this video that you guys sent around last night of uh, Spoke Unheard performing at, what was it, Numos or? At Crocodile. I don't know. I, oh, I, found it on, I found it on YouTube. What's going on? That was uh, at the Crocodile. Yeah. Yeah, back nice. in 2014, right? Yeah, somewhere around that. That's when we were getting started. Um, so that group actually started out of a writer circle at UW. You guys yeah. had a mixtape, UW Writing Circle, Volume 1. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then uh, Artwork, by the way. we felt like out of that, it wasn't a competition or anything, but we felt like out of those songs, we had the best one. And um, the producer produced all those beats. Um, he produced every beat on that UW mixtape. And then uh, I ended up telling him like, hey man, you should just do this full time. And uh, he's still making beats. You can find him all over the place. He's done songs with a ton of people. His name's Break Bill. And the dude to my right that I was rapping with, that's Wolf Tone. And he has a ton of music. You, you guys should really check him out. Uh, basically like my, he was one of my best men at my wedding. He's a oh wow, like he's a brother. For, he's a brother to me, but he's honestly the most talented musician I know. And I say musician because he is a rapper and he has think he has three albums out. Um, I'm in two of them, but then uh, he plays the piano, plays the guitar, plays the drums. He's in three different bands. So he's classically trained. Oh, I mean, he's garage trained. I mean, he's a punk rocker. I mean, he punk rapper is that what you said? Punk, punk rocker. rocker. Oh, nice. He's he was in bands before he ever did music or ever did rap. Nice. So, he so, so he's always been it's it's his thing. It's his thing. He's, he's musically talented. He has it. Yeah. In. If there's one artist you could collaborate with, anybody in mind? Can I, let me flip that. Let me flip that. Because I would honestly, if I was like in the game, I would work with anybody. I wouldn't care. But the album I've always wanted for two artists to collaborate would be a fucking Lupe Fiasco and Absol album. I feel really? like that shit would have been fucking dope. I feel Interesting. like they've both done songs on each other's albums and both those songs are fucking dope. But if they got together and did a project, that shit would be, one, they could both wrap their ass off. Two, they're both super abstract um, very abstract when they, when they put rhymes together and I, I feel like that shit would have been that would have been the album for me and you Anthony that would have been the album for kids like us if I but to answer your question I will answer your question uh, Ducky if I could work with one person it would be Big Crit ooh alright cool Big Crit has some great like he's got a great like documentary on YouTube of just how he does makes his music and stuff. He's he's brilliant, dude. Yeah, yeah dude, he's fucking dope. And uh, that and that that kind of that's the shit that kind of makes me kind of like uh, I wish I wish hip hop was judged differently um, because in my eyes there's no reason Big Crit shouldn't be as big as Kendrick Lamar. I mean they're on the same fucking level. 
Oh. Well, who is it? It's like Ninth Wonder just got a job at like some major university as like a music professor or something. He should like that. be. Fucking Ninth Wonder is ridiculous. Yeah. And Amp Live is working as a as a professor at a community college, but still as a pro- professor of music in uh, California somewhere. Oh, but. dude, EMP at three, or Therapy at three, Eli and Amp Live, that album. Have you heard yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's a great that's, one. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. Albums. I, Amp Live is my favorite, like my all-time favorite DJ. But yeah. okay, who? Yeah, let's talk about that. Who's your favorite producer? I mean, Amp, Amp Amp Live is my all-time favorite. I can. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, D- I have to go DJ Premier. Okay, that's a solid for sure. He's made so many classics for me. Oh, yeah. Just, just music-wise, just like I mean, hey. I'm, I'm right now Anderson Pack. Okay, that guy oh. can do everything, and he's just talented as fuck. He's another yeah. guy where it's like flawless. Where I'm like, oh, you don't even try. That's just you. That's just yeah. He is ridiculous. When I saw his tiny so, desk, I was like, oh, so he played the drums probably in all his songs. Everything, bro. Yeah, have you seen him? Cool. On, there's a oh, man. There's a video and he is. Uh, it's a, a live show, but and he's play, he's playing the piano to drums. To I'm just like, yo, what the fuck? And the song never stop. Like the song don't. You don't hear the break at any point. It's like he's yeah, kind of my. Thing. He's fucking dope. I like Anderson Pack a lot. My favorite producer is Al Producto. LP. El Producto. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was like, El Producto. I don't know that. Is. But yeah, yeah, LP. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're all going to fucking die and have that album on vinyl. And I used to freestyle on that album all shit time. It's just an LP beat tape. Definitive Jips in general like blew my mind all throughout college. All those yeah. All those, yeah. Yeah, sure. it was amazing to me. Is that a label? Definitive Jets? Yeah. Yeah, that's the label. LP, C-Ray Walls. Oh, C-Ray's is on? Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, Mr. Lyft, Mr. Lyft was on Definitive Jets, Mr. Yeah. Oh my God, that is a great label. Um, be, um, and they um, fizzled out, sadly. But they used to have the best mixtapes, too. I went through this phase in college where I, I listened to this guy for like, for a minute. Um, Mr. Bungle. B- Vinny Paz and... Uh, oh, Vinny. Why do I know that? Something Jedi. Um, oh, Jedi Mind, Mind Tricks. Jedi Mind Tricks. Yeah. yeah. I went through a heavy Jedi Mind Tricks. Nice. Um, yeah. oh, Jedi Mind Tricks are great, dude. They were on like the Tony Hawk Underground uh, yeah. PS2 game. Uh, what album? I had Violent by Design. That's the album I had on vinyl. Oh, I loved it. Uncoming, Uncoming Valor. Um, the song with Vinny Paz and um, Ray A, the Rugged Man. I don't listen to a lot of Ray the Rugged Band. He's still dropping shit. Yeah, he is. But that yeah. verse is one of the best verses of all time. It's about like it's like this random ass World War II song, and he has this whole verse about like Asian Orange and all this crazy shit. It I might be on Violent by Design. I think that's the album that's on. That song is crazy. What do you think about the Seattle hip hop scene right now? Um, I'm not involved in it at all. Wait, I, do you, one question. Have you ever heard of a band called Go Ahead? No, I haven't. No, um, when I was doing music, um, people that were like coming up, Macklemore was already big. There's this dude called, God, I can't remember his name, but Gifted Gab. I'm trying to remember what their little collective was called. So I bumped shoulders with her. I bumped shoulders with Cav the Man. He was on that label as well. I did a song with him. Shabazz Palaces from here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's the butterfly from Diggable Planets. Oh, what? 
what do you have you heard of Nacho Picasso? Uh, Nacho Picasso. That's his name, Nacho Picasso. That's uh, that's what I'm talking about. That's uh, what I'm talking about. That's wait, you did some shit with Nacho Picasso? He's oh, he's hella big. Yeah, no, he's hella big. Listen, um, <laughs> all those people I just named were all part of that. All part of his little collective. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, that's. They right. were all part of that collective. That. Morgan. Morgan. There you go. God Morgan. Everybody I just named was on Morgan. And when we were doing Spoken Herb, we were, they all recorded out of Pyramid Studio. Oh. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Thank you. Uh, So Nacho was the big one. Well, I mean, Nacho, I mean. Yeah, Nacho did. Yeah, he seemed he seemed weird as shit to me, always. So, like, we we would go. I just love the sound of his voice. In my head, I'm like, man, I can I can outwrap all of them. Like all of them. Nice. Um, not on some braggadocious shit, but I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm no, nah, it's not my lane. I'm cool. And so I didn't really get down. And then there's that. And then there's that's like that's part of Seattle. But then there's the other part, which is like fucking um, Blue Scholars and fucking like the physics and like all those people. And then like those people are they're the ones like when you meet them and you kick it with them like they're super dope but then they honestly make you feel like you don't want to do this shit because the first thing they're going to tell you is like man there's no money in this shit don't do this there's no money in it like they give you like they give you that real fucking pessimistic story of like yeah man this shit is a grind you know like i I mean yeah (laughs) yeah and i don't want to wow I don't really want to fucking hear that either. Like, I, I, I just yeah. want to do my shit. I just want is, to do with my thing, yeah. And this is why I don't have an album. This is why yeah. I don't, this is this is kind of why I just do it in my car, because that's it. It's like high school football. Like, in high school, football is like this pure thing, right? It's like, oh, school spirit, and we're just doing it. And like, these are my friends that I like grew up with and we're just on this team and like yeah some of us are better than others but we're gonna do it as a team and it's like do it for the community and then you go to scholars they put a fucking dollar sign on it and then everything fucking changes it's like same thing with music it's like the, it sucks the life out of it yeah I, I mean it'd be dope don't get me wrong it'd be fucking sick if to make a living off music but it would have to be like the way i want it no fucking bullshit. Just do my shows, do my tape, and then go the fuck home. I don't need to. I don't need to go to no fucking after party. Know, after party. I don't need to go to no fucking fashion show. I don't need no to be in no strip club. I'm good. I'm just gonna do my shit. You know, I'm gonna just go play this Last of Us too. You know. Right. Oh man, I agree. I was working on an album before this COVID shit broke out. Um, and that was gonna be like that album. I was gonna do that. And then I was gonna do a couple shows and then chill. Like I still did shows. Like I I still, like I said, I rap every single day. It's just not, I'm not recording it and I'm not producing it. I'm not mixing it. I'm not mastering it. I'm not putting a, a fucking cover art on the shit, but I still do it. And uh, it's like a fucking muscle at this point. I just like exercise it regularly, just not publicly. No, for sure. I, I got I got sketchbooks on sketchbooks. I just sit in my drawer, and they're mm-hmm. never. No one's ever gonna see them. And but I, I, I pour myself into it. 
the only this is this is uh so the only real reason i i would even put anything together would be to listen to myself cool. <laughs> honestly so so i can replay that's, it because that's, cause every that's time the I, best reason yeah, that's every, you don't want to listen why do you, you think i'm recording it, this yeah <laughs> like every time i freestyle and sometimes i'm like damn that shit was dope and i'm like you know it'd be nice to go back and listen to that but that's but that's why I have that's why I have Freddie Gibbs. That's why I got Run the Jewels. That's why I got Kendrick. Like they're doing it. I just go listen to them. That shit's dope, cool. And then I come back and listen to me. It's, it's all good. You, you you happy with what you got? Um, End it. Love that. Can we just start releasing mixtapes for you and then like eventually? <laughs> and this is, this is hey, this is this is. But we how, can't talk about it. You just gotta release it. Don't question this is, it. This is how it always happens, though. I don't want to get caught up and bullshit that's basically what it is i don't want to get caught up in like it's na- it's just natural to happen with, with art and especially urban art like whatever it is like as soon as it comes out the first thing's gonna happen is oh he sounds like oh he wants to be oh he should do and all that kick rock bitch i don't have time for that that's shit. Well, who cares at that point it's weird when i do a show and i'm rapping about like I, I, in one song I used to do, I had a song, um, my uncle did nine, all I did was cry inside, so I grabbed a pen and I decided to write. Like that line, like people will recite that line, right? But it's like, I'm talking about my uncle that did nine years in prison, bro. Yeah. Like, And it's weird to see a bunch of like white kids that don't, like they may have family in prison, they may relate, but it's weird to see like someone just like take that at face value like oh that's just dope right or like somebody that come up to me like man like i've had i've had this happen after a show and it's kind of weird it's like you know i'm done i'm you know slapping hands i'm not no famous person and i'm just a dude that raps right i just whatever the fuck slap hands you know and then like instead of somebody coming up and be like yo man that shit was fire good shit that's happened that's dope all right respect but then, like, someone come up and be like, man, that shit was so gangster. Um, it's actually the opposite, bro. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, right. but, like, but at that point, it's like, man, I, I hear you now. But, <laughs> but it's, like, out of your hands at that point. It's public domain. Like, they, anybody oh. can interpret it at any... Oh, so yeah. it's almost like you're scared. It's almost like you just don't want people to interpret it the wrong way. Well, I'm just doing the music. And, like, y'all can enjoy it. That's great. Like that's that's what it's for. It's for like you to enjoy the shit and you to rock with me and that's cool. But it's also like you know my therapy, right? Yeah. I'm, like I'm just I'm up here releasing my therapy. That's cool. And then hopefully you can relate to it and helps you out. That's like the real shit behind the music, right? But then like when I'm done, I'm not. I, I'm still an introvert. Like performing on stage is not me interacting with all these people it's just me talking to myself in front of a lot of people yeah but like that video bro you're wilding out like <laughs> you, like you're having a good time yo bro yeah. I, I ain't doing that in front of a group of people like, but see hey. that's the thing but that's the thing see you look at that as like all right he is putting on a fucking show Nah, bro, I'm releasing a lot of stress yes. but that's what i'm saying <laughs> but, like, but, like but naturally yeah, to, to you like, that's to you it's almost like that's unimpressive, bro. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Like you know, you know what I'm saying. Like to you, you're like, well, yeah, it just comes out of me. 
cool, but that still doesn't come out of everybody. Yeah. I wanted to be on stage with you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so I was gonna do like this 10 song EP with Wolf and you know, COVID fucking happened. Kind of fucking, like I can't have him come here. I got kids, I don't know who he's been around. Yeah. He's gotta like, a, you know, he's a Rolling Stone. He goes on tour all the time. Like, I don't I don't know who you've been around, bro. Yeah, like yeah, you, no. my brother, but uh, six feet, you know? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> and then you gotta, down here. And you gotta, you gotta think about it too. Like music, like is a grimy game. We, we share, we share the mic, you know. We, yeah. We got fucking. Oh yeah. Yeah, like it is. It's not. It's not. Can't be not, rapping through a mask, like. Yeah, you can't yeah. wear a mask. Oh, you can't even smoke weed with people anymore. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. We're not sparking up. We're not doing none of that. Like it's just. Oh man, like, I just can't. Spark, I right, dude. Spark, it's yeah. like you can never yeah. like have a. A comfortable smokable with a bunch of people. Well, try, try this out. Try that. You can't even do that anymore. Thank that's God. kind of. That's kind of another. <laughs> you. I know you. Well, I guess we can't share. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Peace out. <laughs> I was gonna freestyle for y'all. That'd be the shit. Um. All right. Why don't y'all pick a beat? Oh fuck. All right. A- Anthony, are you gonna do that? Oh, uh, how am I gonna play it? You tell me. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Fuck. Uh, twelve by man. No, what is it? Twelve by. Fuck. Carried by twelve. Very. Fuck. What is that? I don't remember. Twelve nights of Christmas. No, it's East Coast fucking from the nineties, bro. It has a ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's definitely not helping. Uh, <laughs> I know that when people sound out a beat, it's like, yeah, okay, fuck. you're just making it way worse right now. Uh, <laughs> like, something projects, East Coast. No, East. Oh, Flatbush Project. That's what it is. Flatbush Bush Project? Uh, tried by 12. East Flash Flatbush Project. You guys don't remember this beat? You hear that? Yeah. Can y'all hear me? Can you oh, hear yeah. the beat? Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All I need is a pair of mics to be in paradise. I don't need any need. A pair of dice. I just need my wife. Call that paradise. I get in your head like a colony of lice. Yo, take my advice. Leave it to Beaver. I drop you in the river. Don't need that elixir to my liver. I'm good like the sitter in my abdomen. Look at what I do with the words. I'm about bend them like I'm in the suburb. That's the culprit sack. Give me another sack. Put it in my chest. Puff it down, then I put to rest. Laying down my cans and I put them in their rib. They don't understand that I got the gap of the give. We were just talking about it off my mental. Don't play around it, I sketch you out like a stencil. Uh, I can get the drawing from Anthony Perez. I put right on your head and now you dead. Uh, see, Alexis <laughs> is an atom bomb. I draw it up and then I give the shit to Anton to go in QC, put that down on MP3, even yeah. if and CD, you never see me. I'm B A S S R E V. That's the best rev. Go ahead and look up Bass Reeves. Uh, I do this shit with ease. My effect is the test with wind. It's the breeze. 90 degrees, like a nymph that is B. You can stand up, but you will still be beneath me. I do this effortless, but there's a little bit of effort. Don't mind the lecture. 
Uh, black on black, my attire. The situation dire. I'm lurking in the back. I stump the beat like Michael Myers. I'm coming for your liars. Said you need a couple priors to drop a little fire. Snatch your ass like Brandon Byers. Picking down with suppliers. I hang you with the wire. Cut that bitch and watch you fall. Just to let you know I'm flyer. That bass will hit your chest like you're laying on the geyser. I am death. Best designer, motherfucker. I'm a writer. I'm a killer. Yeah, mask on, day to day, gunplay, grab the hammer, wield the bitch like Beta Ray. Uh, it await your chest plate, I lacerate with wordplay, decapitate on beat breaks, punch lines, can't see straight, beating up on these fakes, y'all sweeter than some cheesecake, snatch those lame lose face, break the jaws, lame lose taste, spitting mace, I melt your face, passing through on uh, like a race, keeping hollows in the case, I'm a killer on the MIC. Yes. Oh, oh, sick, man. bro. No, yeah, you gotta keep this shit going, bro. Fuck yeah, dude. That's it for this episode of Genre Neutral, the only podcast that prospects the depths of sound and artistry for dope gems that inspire. Connecting you with new cultures, fresh music, and the most hyphy perspectives on life. I'm your host as always, Duckman. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Be sure to check out Genre Neutral on all social platforms.